Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Uh, something, something, something. Look inside, look inside. Yes. Now do it vigorously this time. Pour vigorously. it vigorously. Yeah, it kind of yeah, it's starting to work. Starting to work. Yeah, yeah, we're doing the uh, the wasatch from last time, and I poured it as vigorously as you could hope, and it barely gets a little bit ahead. Yeah, having to do it uh, twice, kind of. Yeah, maybe if you did a full glass, it would. It feels so weird, just like kind of dumping the thing like ninety degrees upside down, pouring it out. I saw, I think it was, uh, Full Sail has, somebody has a, a nitro out there, another nitro bottle. Okay. Uh, I don't know whose it is, though. So, how was your week? It was a good week. It was a busy week. I got a project done that I've been working on for about five months now, so I was happy to launch that this week and, and then work through any kinks there may have been and get it up and running. Spent all day yesterday writing documentation, because I'm like... Got to the point where I'm like, this is a pretty complex system, and it's important, and I better brain dump before I forget this stuff yeah. and need to troubleshoot it later. Yeah, I noticed that you know, normally when I'm doing uh, working on stuff, I don't feel a need to put comments and stuff uh, because it's it's all pretty much the same stuff I'm doing. But sometimes if, if I'm doing something really complicated or I'm doing something where... Uh, I think it's kind of novel. I I throw lots of comments right. in because I know that, all right, I'm doing something different and I'm going to look at this and it's going to be a little confusing to people. But Yeah, in this case, it wasn't just a piece of source code. Yeah. You know, this was some systems interacting with VLANs, interacting with firewalls. Inter- you know, so there was a lot of pieces. I'm like, I really need to write down all these interactive pieces. So when someone needs to troubleshoot this, the information's all there. So that's all I did on Friday was just write a whole <laughs> doc about, you know, anything I could think of that was relevant to pertaining to the system. Yeah, something similar. I mean, the thing that happened to me, it was Friday when I developed a little little piece of code that it, it, sometimes the worst thing that happens is you develop a piece of code and you know that it's, you're like, you're really proud of it, but you also mm-hmm. know the customer's going to hate it because <laughs> it doesn't, it the display wasn't quite as it, the display was i think perfect it it displayed all the information exactly the way they wanted to except it didn't display empty pieces of information like months where there was no data mm-hmm. it, it left them off because why would they be necessary but I, but i had a feeling that the client is going to come back and say well we want those those months on there that don't have any data just because, just for the symmetry of it, because they like the way it looks, even though it's completely useless. Right. Um, but the idea was was that they could, they wanted to show uh, certain sums and then base them on, and then sum them up per quarter for year, and the their dates could be anywhere. So I developed a system that no matter where they picked, it would figure out what year it was, what quarter it was, and some of those quarters and all that stuff. It was very very mm-hmm. cool. But it didn't. But it, it, I was like, "Wow, this is, this really works well." You can put any dates in there; it'll figure out what quarter it is. Blah blah blah. And I, I made it very portable, so we could go into any. Mm-hmm. That that same code could work anywhere, uh, and but it doesn't go by strictly by month, 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 month. It just says, "Okay, it goes to the next 
the next time it finds a piece of data and then determines <laughs> where that is. Right. So <laughs> I may have to write that in, which is going to bum me out. Because it's, it's a lot prettier without having you do that. You should be able to work in a, a routine where while it's searching for data, just kind of look for if next piece of data is greater than a month, add a element to the array. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, yeah. I could. It's not... I, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, you can still elegantly throw in that filler. It wouldn't be as elegant. It'd it make it... It's a broken symmetry. It makes it, it makes it gross. Okay. <laughs> and I could rewrite it and make it make it very pretty. But anyway, what else happened? I still haven't watched Community. I really wanted to watch it this week so I could talk about it, but I just didn't get around to it. Or Kimmy Schmidt. Or Kimmy Schmidt. I'm not putting them off. I will watch them. I know that they're good. I just haven't got around to it yet. Max, uh, we enrolled Max in karate. Uh-huh. And that's... Uh, it. Why? Why? Give him something to do. Get some energy out. Everyone talks about how you know karate gives kids discipline. I, I don't... Karate gives some kids discipline. Right. Kids, kids who are... In that, it's, there's no end all be all. Right? You know, kids mm-hmm. who who like that stuff will get the discipline from. Well, Max likes that stuff. I was worried whether he wouldn't like it because it's not just like ninja fighting all the time. But he's only been to three classes. Right, he's yeah. still, he's still in the trial period actually. But the, the first couple of days when after he had his classes, you know, I came up from work, asked him about it, and he went into deep detail, demonstrated what he had done. He retained a lot, you know, so. It, I think it might be for him. So, we'll see whether I don't know how long we'll stick with it or whatnot. But the the only thing that's annoying right now is since Max hasn't learned the discipline yet, he's kicking and punching me a lot. <laughs> I, when I did karate very briefly, like the very first thing they teach, at least it was this sort of thing, mm-hmm. just to get you in the concept. But they don't really, but they tell you very certainly don't do this on people. You know, you're, you're <laughs> this is just sort of to get you in, into the to get your body used to the movements that are mm-hmm. going to be happening. It's not p- kicking and punching. Well, he hasn't learned that part yet, mm-hmm. so he's been kicking and punching a lot this week. And yeah, it doesn't sound like <laughs> doesn't, doesn't really sound like you picked the right choice. But we'll see. <laughs> I think that Master Zhang will uh, teach him what's mm. appropriate sooner I than quit later. because uh, the karate teacher was slapping us in our butts. I was like, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't into it. Kind of why I quit the TV production class in high school, because the uh, TV teacher was slapping us on our butts. He is a creepy dude. Yeah. We didn't fill in much stuff on the uh, the topics this week. I know. <laughs> I know. Usually fills in stuff, and I was very busy this week. Yes. And you haven't put anything in. What I put- saw this video. Uh, click on this hydrophobic bottle coating thing. I mean, I've seen hydrophobic stuff before. This, but this I, is I like showing. The, 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 this is the the ketchup thing, right? Yeah, yeah. How like it just falls right out of the bottle. 
I didn't see a live action video, just this kind of time lapse photography here, but that's good science right there. I, I like that. I like how you can mm-hmm. do material science to get all the toothpaste out of the tube or get all the ketchup out of the bottle. However, it's kind of anti to selling more ketchup. So I don't know whether companies are actually going to invest in this technology. What do you pay. mean it's anti to selling more ketchup? Why? Well, if you there's probably they probably calculate like how much unusable ketchup is in a bottle of ketchup into their profit benefit analysis type stuff. Okay, explain this to me. You how buy would... a bottle of ketchup. Yes. It takes the average person X days to consume N ounces of ketchup. Yes. And if the bottle only has N minus Y usable ketchup in it, then the you turn the ketchup faster because there's a because waste ketchup, waste toothpaste sells more product because they can't <laughs> use it all. So I look at this from another angle, which is that when there's less stuff remaining in the bottle, people will actually tend to use more. It will come out easier. They'll If it does come out of the bottle easier. Okay. But okay, so here's another part of the story, right? Restaurants. Yes. Where the ketchup is complimentary. Uh-huh. Do they want it flowing too easily? Because they don't recoup any particular benefit from serving ketchup too easily. They want the ketchup to be hard to get out of the bottle. Uh, I think that if 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 your restaurant if you're concerned about your ketchup usage at that point, then you shouldn't be in the restaurant business. Uh, someone there's somebody at McDonald's whose sole job is to McDonald's doesn't give you ketchup bottles; they give you packets. packets. Well, right, but the the size of the packet is. Probably very, but that has nothing to do with the bottle. How many how many restaurants like actually use ketchup bottles? Not many. Right? You're you know diners and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not going to an Italian restaurant and having ketchup bottles there. Uh, I mean, I think anything but fast food really has ketchup bottles. Bottles, even if they're plastic, they're still bottles. The squeeze top lid ones, you know, like the ones I have in my fridge. No, I mean you, you get you get those pumps of ketchup and you get at fast food. Yeah, but fast food. That's, what, that's all you're talking about. What what other? You're saying at what restaurants? Yeah, and that, that, every uh, restaurant I go to has ketchup bottles, such as such as Mad Max Double Wide Grill, Stokes Grill. So these are diners. Okay. Well, there's an awful lot of diners. Okay. I have not eaten at a restaurant that hasn't been a diner in like 10 years, so. you never been to like an Indian restaurant or a... Okay. <laughs> I've been with you to an Indian restaurant. Okay, okay. But I haven't <laughs> wanted ketchup. I haven't been to a place where you pump ketchup out of a vat in over 10 years. Oh, yeah. Okay. But <laughs> my point being that it's, a, it's I don't think it's going to enter... It, it, I don't think it's going to be a big deal if they do move to this sort of thing. But I, I don't think ketchup is where it's, you know, ketchup is where where this matters. I don't, I just don't think that that, I mean, I think this is more sure. interesting for like, you know, like I said, toothpaste and soap and stuff like that. 
shampoo. Right. I, I still think the same argument goes there where there's the the person who sells the shampoo has there's no benefit for them. They already making put the, the, they already put the product in. They they already made the enough product to put it in there. But it's not selling the sixteen ounces of product. It's about selling product to this person again and again and again. But you could do the same thing by manipulating the inside of your container so that it, it holds yeah, less. It certainly could. So why wouldn't you do that instead of... But if, okay, say for a shampoo, say you put this coating on the inside of your bottle, and on average, the average consumer has to buy shampoo a week less often. Uh-huh. You know, that's this end. No, that's not an advantage for you. What's in it for you if they're going to spend five more days before they buy shampoo? If you're really concerned about that. When you start doing economies of scale type things, that's the kind of thing you got to consider. No one makes shampoo because they love shampoo and want to give you great hair. Nobody. It's got to be somebody. Okay, there's somebody. <laughs> None of the shampoo you've ever seen in a store is made... By the person who loves shampoo and thinks that it's going to give you great hair. Yeah, sure, but I, I don't. I I'd find it hard to imagine that they are really that they are putting the numbers down to whether to to how much remainder is typically left in before somebody buys. That that seem that feels like. I don't think you give them enough credit. I mean, look at the stuff that the razor. No, I think you give do. them too much credit. Uh, I, I think that you're 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 making it sound like they actually they, they absolutely do things by shaping the container to make them look bigger with less volume and things like that. So why wouldn't they consider turning the product faster by having unusable, extra unusable space inside that container? You know, but unusable by not being able to actually get the product out of the container. I figure if somebody's using ketchup that much, then it's it's a wash anyway. Well, it's for the individual, it's a low price point, right? Yeah. I mean, a bottle of ketchup is four bucks or whatever. It lasts you a couple months, if not more. Right. So it, the price per serving is super low. But look how many customers Heinz has. Uh-huh. Hundreds of millions. So it adds up. It adds up. I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying your idea doesn't have merit. I'm just... I, 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 I'd like to see numbers. I wonder how much... Those are closely guarded secrets, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the probably the best argument for these better bottles is... That it's less wasteful, less resource consuming overall. So it's mm. it's more green. It's better for the environment. Yeah. And very few corporations are going to give two shits about that. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. If you have, if I mean, we'll think about the reusability factor. If you have one of these, you don't even have to rinse it out. I mean, you're supposed to rinse out your containers before you recycle them. And have you ever tried rinsing out a butter container? No. 
it doesn't rinse out, right? It's, margarine yeah, margarine container yeah, doesn't rinse out. Um, where if you have something that's coated like this, the butter would actually rinse out of the thing. Just from the force of the water hitting it, it would push it off. Right. It wouldn't be so much about dissolving. Right, but yeah, of course, yeah, the, the the water and the oil wouldn't mix, so there's no way you can, I mean, you have to apply but a lot since of the, so, But that. since the oil isn't bound tightly to the container, it would just fall out anyway. So you could rinse out a butter container, and you would use a lot less water trying to rinse this container. You'd be more responsible recycling your butter container. I wonder what effect it has on, like, bacteria. I... Well, that's that's a couple questions. Like, you know, is this coating inert? Does it not dissolve into your food? You know, so that that's one question. And then, yeah, bacteria and whatnot. Uh, I mean, bacteria would slide off just like everything else. You're you're not giving life enough credit there. There, life finds a way, as they say. But if you have a hydrophobic surface, they've already, they've already, there's already been things I've seen about how hydrophobic materials repel bacteria from attaching to it and things like that. Some, not I mean, some of them are small enough. Some bacteria are small enough that they can live inside the cracks that the that are, even though they're microscopic in there. Yeah, sure. I guess if it's smaller than water molecules or yeah. whatnot, then uh, sure. Uh, yeah, then how do we any bacteria smaller than water molecules? Or whatever molecules of yeah. food, but yeah, I mean bacteria is many, many, many molecules. I guess right. If it's hydrophobic, it's it's repelling it at the molecular level, so bacteria shouldn't be able to stick to it either. Unless you have, you know, non-water-based life forms. If it's a hundred percent hydrophobic, sure. Um, what else do we have? About nothing. Uh, I, I tweeted that I remember when it was just movies that were getting sequels. Now they have, you know, now we're getting a new X Men or a new X Files, uh, and uh, break you know, and, and Better Call Saul is. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we're getting TV show sequels. I don't know. And Better Call Saul is a spinoff. We've had spinoffs. It's just a much better spinoff than yeah right. in the it's, past. It, yeah, that's true. You've had spinoffs before. You know, it's it's examining a different part. I mean, and oh, oh, it's Walking Dead. Walking Dead is getting a, but I guess it's not a sequel as much as a spinoff. What's that? Too. They're getting Walking Dead. I forget what it's called. Some some new Walking Dead. Oh, okay, but I mean, there's been authors that have definitely delved into different portions of their their fictional universe. And that's what better salt, better call salt is. You know, it's it's a spinoff that is looking into a different. You know, Walter White wasn't the only interesting person in Breaking Bad. Yes, and they're just diving into Saul and Mike, and uh, you know that's it so far. But <laughs> Tuco, I, I, yeah. I'm so happy that they put Mike in this in the first season. Yeah, it's uh, Jonathan Banks. I just loved Mike's character, Jonathan Banks, or I love Jonathan Banks' character, Mike in in Breaking Bad. And I'm so happy that they worked him into you know a major role in the first season of Better Call Saul. But 
Odenkirk's doing a great job. Oh, yeah, he's definitely doing it. Yeah, and Michael McKean's great, too. Yeah, it's a... It's cool. It's a good show. Um, oh, boy. Uh, going to Tucson in four weeks. I'll be, it's during the week, so it, mm-hmm. you know it won't interfere with the show. I'm headed out to San Francisco, San Diego in a couple weeks, too. San Francisco, San Diego? Or, I'm sorry, San, <laughs> San Jose. Not San Diego. I wish San Diego. No, San Jose, San Francisco. That's the thing I told you where we're doing, I'm doing that beer thing for work. Uh-huh. So it's coming up. We're actually doing, got a couple, got three trips scheduled and potentially a fourth and two cities per trip. So first trip is San Jose and San Francisco. The next trip is going to be D.C. and Atlanta. Third trip is going to be Boston and New York City. And then if we do a fourth trip, it's going to be Chicago and somewhere in Texas. We're not sure if it's going to be Houston, Dallas, Austin. Austin would be sweet. Austin would be sweet. Austin would be sweet, but there's really not a great reason to have it in Austin versus Houston or Dallas. We'll see. Yeah, but Austin is, is supposed to be just like an amazing, eclectic mm-hmm. town that I yeah would love to visit. Yeah. So I got those coming up. We got them. We got Saver in June. The uh, Saver's probably sold out by now. I know I checked on the day that went on sale about an hour after. But that, that was pre-sale, right? Well, the day after that, I went back and checked, and about an hour after they went on sale, um, it was it was hard to get a concisive look at what was sold out and what wasn't through Ticketmaster but I just pinged around trying to grab a couple tickets and you know a couple of the more interesting salons are definitely sold out I think you have to like go in and try to add them to your cart and like for this I mean I'm sure general mission I wouldn't be surprised if general mission is still available but some of the salons might be uh it was a little annoying trying to figure out if they were sold out or not. Find just using tickets. quantity one find tickets. Uh, yeah, you got to do a captcha and everything. All right. Every time you got to do a captcha. Searching for tickets. Are you doing general mission or a certain general salon? General mission. Which is one hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Sorry, no tickets match your search. That's for one ticket. So you could try again on Sunday or Saturday if you did a Friday search. But yeah, they're probably sold out. Huh. Yes, that was the fifth. And what I'm looking for is... Be on the next page. It's like 10 per page and Um, 10 tickets per day. It's not going to the next page. Hmm. Anyway. A shitty site. <laughs> Damn Ticketmaster. You suck. So. Blip. Oh, we're going. So. Yeah, yeah. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> we got all the stuff uh, figured out. Like, um. 
Yeah, they got a hotel for us. Uh, they had verbally said that we have the yeah. reservation. I should double check and make sure I got some kind of official confirmation. I'm not too worried about it. They've always done it in the past. But I could, uh, if I didn't have any kind of verbal or any kind of official hotel confirmation, I'll send them an email and make sure we get one. Uh, da, 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 da. And nothing available. I guess they're sold out. No saber for you. Do you still want to talk about CSI Cyber at all, or is this a old news? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was just Vulture was putting out the, the their screen cap because uh, they know that normally they do um, recaps, where they do just screen cap recaps where they okay. show the most ridiculous things right. that happen in. in uh, and I showed you like the one scene from the very first episode where the the, the first. 30 seconds of it you're like okay well that's you know it's it, it's it's over Hollywood eyes but there's nothing crazy about it and then and then the bomb drops on on how stupid it is because they, they they're talking about where this person may have gone and so they uh they have this you know this nice little map uh and then they they take out all of you know so they say well they they it was they probably wouldn't have gone this way because they have so much money in there, and so they take out this area, mm-hmm. and then blah blah blah, blah and they take out this area, and they're showing like on the map the area where they're in decreasing, and then they say evolutionary instincts will <laughs> will instinctively push them to move towards higher ground. What? <laughs> and they find the topography of the map, and they say, "Look, they got to be on the top of this mountain." Did you do any research to see if there's any truth to that bullshit? Why would I? I don't need to do research and know Are that's you bullshit. Are sure? Really? I think it's worth looking into. <laughs> I don't know if a quick Google search is going to find the right answer. There's no evolutionary instinct to go towards higher ground when you're in and when you're running from people. There's a reason why they why they call it going underground. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Google doesn't have any hits. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's a bunch of articles from high ground to, to high table. Like a lot. What do you mean high table? I don't know. It's coming up in interesting at an interesting frequency. Like it's a thing. Mm. Well, when we get you out to Denver, you're going to get high tabled. <laughs> And it's high ground too. It's yeah. high ground. It's high and ground. Yeah, yeah, high. I have no idea what this high table stuff means. From high ground to high table, the evolution of Indian multilateralism. <laughs> well, this is a lame pre-show. I don't have anything. Entertain me, monkey. <laughs> I, I did. I came in with the uh, War Alley's um, wings. Yeah, Tinkerbell wings on when I came into the room. They were. I thought they would be harder to get on, but they were really hard to get off. <laughs> oh, oh, um, this. Uh, you were second on my list of people to call when this happened, but I figured you had kids, so but it would have been a pain in the butt. I had to leave my home for a couple days because my hot water heater broke. Okay. And so they had to fix it, and so I'm not going to have any hot water. So, right. uh, um, 
so I asked Damien, and he said yes, and so I got to, to stay there for two nights. But um, you would have been on the list, but like, like then I realized, well, you know, Jeff, and this kid's gonna be hard with the kids and everything. And <laughs> I mean, if you're stuck, call. I mean, yeah, that, no problem. But it it would have. I'm saying you were you yeah. were on the list, but it was. Just don't call me to replace the hot water heater. That's no, no, pain no, in no. The ass. That was my, you know, it's up to my landlord to do that. It's, right, but, but you've knew, you've been in that place for about the average life of a hot water tank. Yeah, how long have you been there? Like fifteen years, close to it. Yeah, that's like the life of a hot water tank. It was probably new when you moved in. <laughs> well, but hey, replace it very very nice and quickly, and you know. But, uh, was there a lot of water, or like you're upstairs, right? I'm upstairs, so you wouldn't have noticed anyway. No, apparently uh, they can't. When my neighbors came down, and they and it was, you know, it was flooding, and but it was all going into the drain. Right. It was just. Do your neighbors have access to the basement? I guess. Then? Yeah, 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 yeah. So your hot water tanks in their basement, basically, right? Yeah, we both share the basement. It's oh, a you duplex. both, you both, you both share the basement. Yeah. Okay. It's a duplex, so. Yeah, they they noticed, and they apparently I was guess it was out because they tried to knock on my door and they didn't get me, and they tried to call landlord and he didn't answer. So when I tried it, then in, you know Monday morning and there was no hot water. I was like, what the heck is going on? And I thought and I went downstairs and I and I and I saw my neighbors had new washer and dryer, and I thought, oh, they must have. I bet they they pulled the hot water and put it into here. So I took a cold shower and I said, "All right, I'll, I'll, it was it's awful." <laughs> I bet it was awful, man. And then you know, I said, "I'll just you know." And I, I tried knocking on the door and they weren't there. I said, "Okay, I'll talk to them when, when I get home." And so I got home on Monday uh, and I asked, "You know, did these?" They said, yeah, they're pretty new. Said, did, did you uh, maybe put the hot water? Said, oh no, no. Yeah, we know your hot water broke, and, and they told me the whole story. So then I called my landlord, and I was like, "Okay, well, I can't fix it today, but I'll fix it tomorrow." So I had to stay at for two days. Right. But that—that's basically the the whole story. <laughs> right. Yeah, when hot water tank hot water tanks break, that's always fun. <laughs> I had to re- I placed one here a couple years. It's probably before Allison was born. Probably been six years now, so or maybe seven, eight years now. the The funny thing is, so much sediment and stuff builds up in the hot water tank that even though it's drained, it's so much heavier than the new one. Mm. <laughs> and getting it up the steps just sucks wow. so bad. Well, you know they have they have systems that don't use tanks anymore, right? That just right. directly direct heating systems. But I guess they're a little bit more expensive. Yeah, they're they're more expensive. They have a, I mean, for some, for a one-person apartment like yours, you know, the flow limits would would be appropriate, um, and you probably have gas heat at your house too. So it it would it would work if the guy wanted to invest in it. But I mean, installing a tankless heater versus replacing a tank, the amount of labor is so much different. It yeah. would would have cost him. Five to ten times as much. Wow! How much in water? in labor to put in the tankless? How probably. much do hot water heaters cost? Hot water tanks are. It's been a long time. I know Heather told me something's in the news where efficiency mandates are making them more expensive and bigger, or something like that, because they have thicker insulation now, or starting real soon. About three hundred bucks, I'd say. 
But, I mean, just the install part I'm talking about, right? Because yeah, yeah. you could get a plumber to install a hot water tank probably for 150 bucks of labor. But if you wanted him to refit your house from tankless to, or tank to tankless, it's going to be a lot of labor. It's going to be $500, $700 wow. or more in labor just to do it. So I'm guessing the next appliance it'll go is the refrigerator. Yeah. We, we get a couple of appliances on our last legs. We're wondering which one's going to die first, whether it's going to be the washer, the dishwasher, or the microwave. It, I had a microwave go on me. I actually hadn't, haven't replaced it because I don't feel I really need to replace the microwave. But, uh, yeah, when microwave is just going to go, and started to spark everywhere, I was like, all right, this one's done. <laughs> Our microwave, our microwave is one of the over-the-stove range yeah. ones, and they're surprisingly expensive compared to an average microwave. And uh, so, you know, we replaced the fridge a couple years ago. The washer and dryer we've had since about when we moved in, we had to replace the dryer last year because it was on the fritz, and I couldn't. It was one of like two electronic components, and I could have ordered like one of the components from like a electronic supply store. But if it was the wrong one, at that point, it was probably not worth trying to repair it. So we just got a new dryer. But the uh, yeah, the washer. Oh, and then the stove's in sad shape too. So like we're thinking like we should probably just like start saving up money to have cash to buy like dishwasher, stove, microwave. And we probably should have had this plan before we replaced the fridge, because then we could replace them all with stuff that matched. Mm. That would have been nice. But Heather saw this new fridge at Home Depot that she just freaking loves. What's what makes the fridge? Uh what so makes cool. the fridge so cool? It's one of those ones where it's stainless steel, but it has the laser drilled holes through it, so the lights shine through the steel. Like you know, like how the front of the lap the laptop has that little light bar on it. Uh, I'm not sure if yours has it because it's the air, but like if you like, um, like here you don't see anything, but if I were to put it to sleep, like right here you would see the light shine through because there's like micro, like not microscopic but really small holes drilled through okay. it, like laser laser drilled holes, you know, kind of kind of like, kind of like that. All right, where you can't see the holes when they're not lit up. Right. And uh, so, like, the display on the fridge kind of just comes out of the metal when it shines through. And when the light's off, it's just metal. You don't see the display at all. What does the display do for you? It tells you the temperature and the other bullshit that fridges tell you these days. <laughs> but really, what, what kind of information do you need from your fridge? I don't know, but it's really cool. <laughs> the freezer was a... Uh, uh, um, the freezer was nice. It was a bottom freezer. What was it? I think it was a, a like a two door freeze, and it had the way it had the different drawers inside. It seemed like a very efficient way to have a freezer set up. And I'm not going to replace our fridge, but it seemed like a pretty sexy fridge that we saw at Home Depot. The yeah, the the idea of, of mm. what is the fridge going to tell you? Is oh, to... the fridge had a carbonation like you could get put a CO2 tank in the fridge, and it was, and the water dispenser could give you um, sparkling water as well. Okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, it, it's it's neat. You can get the same thing for like fifty bucks 
they have those soda makers and stuff like that. Right, right, but it's a dispenser in your fridge now instead of a soda stream so on your. So it, yet another thing that that will break easily and it's much harder to replace. Could be. Thanks, Debbie Downer. I'm just I don't like those things when they're all put into one machine like I that don't I don't like TV VCR combos. No, uh, a fridge that can do soda water. I kind of like that idea. I I look at that as as very much uh, an answer to a question nobody was asking. Well, they were saying how many soda streams were sold, and Samsung was like, "Let's put that shit in our fridge." And it takes canisters. I, I didn't really look into what kind of canisters it takes, but you get the canister filled, you pop it in the fridge, dispense the soda water. Yeah, it's, it's something you use three times, then you you stop using it. It's uh, I don't it's a uh, set it and forget. What was that thing you had? The oh, the the rotisserie <laughs> yeah. oven. That was a yeah. I mean, those kinds of appliances that you sit on your countertop, use for one thing. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass, but I mean, I drink a lot of soda water. You know, it'd be nice to not have to... You should get yourself one of those soda things, and then you won't have to worry about having it being installed in your fridge. And also, if it breaks, guess what? You don't have to repair your fridge. You can repair the small soda thing that only costs 50 bucks if you need to replace it. Yeah. I make my soda water with my CO2 tanks, but it's, it's a lot of work, right? Because you use the little carbonator cap on the bottle and you put it in there and you shake it and you get it cold and you shake it. and you, It's not as carbonated as the stuff you buy from the store. You're too worried about blowing the bottle up by putting too much pressure in it. And yeah, so maybe a soda stream is the way to go. It's just, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't. Uh, <laughs> you're probably it, it, right. It's just something about me that doesn't like buying. The soda stream. So is it is it sort of the same thing that you wouldn't buy the Zymergist or whatever that, that beer making machine was that we talked about a while ago? Is it just you Oh they're making a new they got a new Kickstarter. Pico Brew is making something new. I got it on the list there. We haven't talked about it. Keg Smarts. It's uh or like a robot tap. Robot it's an, it's an Arduino that sits on your tap and tells you what beer is pouring, gives you details about the beer and how much is left. Okay. The thing, the way it tells how much is left, I'm like, oh, wow, it has some kind of flow control meter on it or something. It doesn't have a flow control meter. It has a little scale pad you put underneath your keg, and it judges how much is left by how much the keg weighs. Right, so it's how your gas tank works on your car, basically. Is it? I thought gas tanks had floats in it. Well, yeah, it floats in it. Yeah, so that, so it's, okay, it's like, um, what am I thinking of that, that did that? Oh, um, grills. Like when you have a grill and you have a propane tank and you have a little grill sensor that tells you how much fuel is in, usually that goes by the weight of the propane tank. Oh, uh, all the sensors I've seen have been by pressure. But you could be right. It makes sense. Especially for something like propane or beer. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, you could absolutely judge how much weight's left or how much beer's left based on weight. But the, uh, you know, you look at the, the well, thing. It's a free fall and then it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, this interplanetary travel thing really wrecks with your <laughs> weight of, of kegs. Wrecks with the way your, your grill works. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at this thing and 
sure, they have a lot of engineering to make it into a nice, sexy package. But I'm looking at, like, what it does. I'm like, well, damn, I could build that. <laughs> you know, get the Arduino, get some pressure sensors, write a little bit of code, make this thing that sits on top of your tap with an LCD screen, and, and you got the keg smarts right there. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole point is, is for people who don't, who don't aren't like up. you, who, don't, who aren't uh, tinkerers. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. People want it's like people who want the Apple Watch. Well, I don't. Well, I can't really make an Apple Watch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I don't know if you click the link. I I try. Yeah. I'm looking at it, but I don't see anything really. Story. Let's see. There's a. Is it Kickstarter over? I guess. Yeah. Kickstarter. They already. Got their funding, but so it gives you information: beer temperature control, level tracking, beer ratings, right on your computer. <laughs> That's it. it. It actually links up with like Untapped, and will tell you like if you're doing commercial beer, it'll give you the Untapped like ratings right on the on the keg smarts. Didn't that... you know? <laughs> it's your keg. It's for your friends. Um... But it can only do two, so. Come on. I mean, aside from the, the, the scale part of it, the rest is like, how can we make this thing more interesting? Yeah. I mean, the scale, the, the level, the beer level is like the only useful tool in this thing. And the rest is just like, hey, we have an Arduino and an LCD screen. What else can we do with this? Yeah. That's true. Beer trivia. Sure. And you can also then have it... Oh, I got a joke for you I saw today. It's it's a lame, funny joke. How do you drown a hipster? How do you drown a hipster? Um, how do you drown a hipster? It's a... You probably never heard of the method to do it because, you know, it's new. So... <laughs> That's a good answer, but no, the answer is in the mainstream. <laughs> I heard another one because um, there's that there's this news there's this guy leaving the band One Direction. Okay, right, and this was somebody in the community Reddit said they should have Magnitude replace the guy in One Direction, then they could call the band Vector. <laughs> <laughs> pop pop <laughs> what's the answer joke with oh you've never heard of it uh, is the punchline that's, that's um, the, uh, how many was it a light bulb joke it wasn't a light bulb it was um yeah, it was it was light bulb. How many hipsters does it take to screen light bulb and it's 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 an obscure number you've probably never heard that's of. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> or I I still like um hi okay even though even though I am a feminist I still like the joke how many feminists does it take a screen of light bulb how many that's not funny <laughs> 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 That's good. 
Well, now I need to see what my wife wants. Yep. So I guess we should wrap up the pre-show. I guess so. See what she wants. Do some main show unless there's a crazy emergency. Didn't look like there was. Where's the dump bucket? Uh, that's not funny. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs>